hello welcome to the weekly cooldown i am kami jace your host for another episode if you're joining us for the first time this is the show where we get to know the gaming news of the week and we get to know our guest it is episode 104 of the weekly cooldown it is september 4th let's go through the headlines i've got a old friend an old guest that you will love to hear and we're gonna go one-on-one with the rest of the news and some other stuff so let's just jump straight in Nintendo has announced tons of Super Mario-related games coming to the Nintendo Switch, including digital remasters of the original Super Mario 1, 2, and 3 video games bundled together in what they are calling Super Mario All-Stars. They've also announced a Super Mario Battle Royale game, where players race to finish stages before other players, and perhaps the most exciting game that was revealed during this uh, Nintendo Direct was the Super Mario 3D All-Stars bundle, which will include Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. The catch, and albeit a very strange move from Nintendo, is that the 3D All-Stars game will launch on September 18th and be available only for a limited time until about March 31st, 2021. Additionally, a game called Mario Live, a Switch entry Mario Kart game that will use actual RC cars, was announced as well. That will launch on October 16th. Ubisoft Forward will return next week to display some upcoming games, included the long-awaited and now renamed Gods and Monsters. The game has been renamed Immortals Phoenix Rising. And Ubisoft has confirmed that we will be getting a full reveal during Ubisoft Forward. In addition, we will learn more about Watch Dogs Legion, Rainbow Six Siege, and Hyperscape. Ubisoft Forward takes place on September 10th. In a recent corporate report, Sony said that it would like to bring more of its first-party games to PC. The report states that they will be exploring the expansion of first-party titles in peace, uh, on PC to, quote, promote further growth in our profitability. Sony suggests that, given the growing amount of PC gamers and competition from the market, they believe that they may be missing out on a piece of the game-buying audience. This may also explain recent games like Horizon Zero Dawn having been ported over to PC. And finally, Dr. Disrespect has addressed a little about his Twitch ban. In a recent video, Guy Beam, also known as the aforementioned Dr. Disrespect, says that he has been struggling with his mental health, especially with anxiety, since his ban. Although he said he is grateful to be back to streaming on YouTube, he also expressed worry over having everything he built taken away. According to Dr. Disrespect, he still does not know why he was banned, but acknowledges that he, quote, may seem off or feel off on some days, due to waves of sudden anxiety. And those are some of the biggest headlines this week. If you want to chat more about any headline, or you have some comments you want to make, be sure to tweet at me at Gaming or at wkcooldown. Uh, no, not .com, because that's not how you get to uh, Twitter. Just at wkcooldown. Although, if you wanted to go to the website, that is wkcooldown.com. Um, be sure to also join us on Discord and chat with us, and uh, let's let's talk. Let's talk about it. Um, be sure to check on WK Cooldown on Twitter as well, just to check to see if there's a question of the week, and we will answer it right here on the show. That all being said, uh, we've got we've got guest. Yes, we do. We've got guest. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> um, a wonderful old friend, uh, one that I love. 
to have oh, hello. on this show. <laughs> it is Nika Wanderpuss. It is I. Hello. Hello. And it has been a hot minute. It has indeed been a hot minute. It has most certainly been a hot minute. You, <laughs> the hottest minute even. Um, well, welcome back to the show. We're always happy to have you here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So it's going to be a one-on-one, which we haven't done before either. Yeah, I feel like um, that is a brand new brand new dynamic. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be super cool. <laughs> Super cool. You are overselling it, sir, but I appreciate that enthusiasm. Oh well, we gotta we gotta hype it up a little <laughs> bit, just a little bit. Um, so tell tell us tell us what have you how's how's quarantine? <laughs> how 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 else would it be? Mm, uh, all, all righty. It's there is absolutely nothing to report. I am quarantining as best as can quarantine can do. As good can do, mm. uh, in the, in the face of just the world burning down outside. Absolutely. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. I feel like there's no good answer to that question. It just that, everything kind of sucks, but we survive. Here so we are. That is the mood. Another day, another nickel. Um, if only. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what have you been playing this week? Anything good? So I'm going to be real honest in talking about uh, quarantine vibes. It has been really hard for me to focus long enough mm. to get into any game whatsoever. Ah. I'm having a hell of a hard time. And every time I think like, oh, I could sit down and like play a thing. Then I'm like, mm, but shouldn't you be doing this productive thing? Shouldn't you be working on this yeah. thing or that thing? And then my brain is like, you don't deserve games. And it's like, oh. Shame um. <laughs> Essentially, um, topically, actually, uh, the most recent thing that I've been playing is actually No Man's Sky. Mm. I finally, it was on sale uh, like two months ago, and it finally hit the price point of being like, okay, game, I'll try you now. Now that you're supposed to be like actually good. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like it has been enjoyable, that bit that I played, but just getting into it hasn't been happening. Same for uh, uh, Remnant from the Ashes, I think. Mm, Sure. That's a good one. It is. It actually is. If you like a t- having a hard time, which I personally do, <laughs> but like I do though, I, I do enjoy uh, difficult games, mm-hmm. and it can be a little unforgiving, but it has been has been pleasing in the time that I've had to play it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we are going to definitely be talking about No Man's Sky a little later, um, but I, I did want to talk about it because the last time I was playing it, you asked me my opinion about it. And I was pretty into it, um, but you were definitely upset about it. Um, it's a lot of the, uh, I mean, the whole the whole saga of No Man's Sky and and what it was hyped to be, or like mishyped to be the the story of their like the level of hype to the level of disappointment to everything in between. All of mm-hmm. that has been an interesting road to explore to to watch unfold. Right. So they finally seem like they did all of the things that they said. I can't even say that they said they were going to do. It was really right. what people assumed they were going to do. Yes, that is true. I think uh, the fans kind of put a lot of hype and onus on the developers when, in reality, the developers were like, well, we'll, we'll try. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that was their... That was the misstep, was to be like, ooh, hey... They should have been like, ooh, hey... Uh, 
you're not really getting the vibe, so let's talk about it a little bit more so you understand what it is we're actually making. Instead of being like, we'll try and giving people this idea that all of this stuff was going to happen. And so he spent years cleaning up that mess. But mm-hmm. you did clean up the mess. You did do it. And so the experience that I've had with it, um, Alan and I have been playing it. This is fun. We're just like, boop, 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 do some mining and whatnot. And cool. That's about it. <laughs> that game still gives me, like, certain levels of fear and anxiety because some of the creatures are just so strange looking and I don't want to go anywhere near them. <laughs> and I just kind of like, okay, you, you stay over there. I'll be over here. I'll do my thing. I've let's definitely hope, had that experience. Let's, you know, don't come near my house. I just <laughs> built it and I don't need you in here. Like zooming um, in, seeing like, oh, what it like on a new planet? You're like, oh, what is that little speck in the back? Zooming in on it and being like, oh, I don't, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> none of that, please. No. And then there's like the the like uh, chemical creatures that come out of the eggs. Do, are, are those still there? Those, I have not gotten that far. Those things so. freak me out. So, so that's like, good. Good things to look forward to yeah, there. Freaky chemical egg aliens. They're wonderful. <laughs> Um, well, that's awesome, though. I'm I'm glad that they've uh, got your what twenty bucks. Yeah, it was it was under twenty five because I knew that was my that, that was, was my mark. I'm like I'm not buying it until it hits that price point, and it did uh, on PS4 recently. Per- so I was like, well, mm. now's the go. time. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, so how how stream? Tell us about stream. I mean, so I'm still doing the stream thing, uh, mm-hmm. which is for anyone who doesn't know hanging out a couple times a week just drawing free character portraits for people so i am based in 14 but they don't have to be 14 characters final fantasy 14 characters um I, in fact i really want to kind of transition into doing more D characters or tabletop characters because it's just more fun more interesting you get more diversity so i think that's the realm that i want to go but absolutely if you come by the stream and that's what you got to bring to me i will be happy to have it so you know in that sense is good um twitch has always been that thing I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know we have some some Twitch stuff on on the table this week, and oh, it's hard to care. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of feel that. I I definitely understand what what you mean there. Um, Twitch and you know, uh, R.I.P. Mixer and all the <laughs> Man, others. Man, they just <laughs> ripped that out from them. <laughs> All the other uh, streaming services have all been kind of rocked with uh, different issues and, yep. and allegations and all kinds of stuff. So it's just uh, it's a just fun a... train wreck to watch. Yeah, uh, I feel I feel awful about it. I mean, I do. Uh, I I feel like I'm not surprised. Yes, but it is it is awful, and particularly for streamers who are just out there doing their work. It sucks, and this, for Mixer especially, just oof. To just rip all of that out from under people with absolutely no warning. Oh, that's not cool. But, you know, they don't, the companies, they don't care about you. And we've talked about this in the past, and particularly we've said stuff like, Daddy Twitch doesn't care about you, Daddy Amazon, they don't care. Mm. You are just a number to them, and ultimately, they don't care. Mm-hmm. So um, part of part of keeping that in the back of my mind is also, all right, I need to start focusing on side projects and other kinds of things that aren't platform reliant so if you're listening to this and you are a streamer 
please diversify your content and to make sure that you are doing things in other places. So if something gets whipped out from under you, because obviously the precedent has been set that it can, you know that you're not left with absolutely no income or no community or no way to contact your community or any of those things mm -hmm. that can happen if that if something like that does occur. Mm -hmm. So start thinking ahead if you're not already. And also just be a decent freaking person, you weirdos. I mean, that... <laughs> I can't... I can tell you to be a decent person, but if you're not going to be a decent person, you're not going to listen to me anyway, so... I'm just <sighs> saying it to, to put it out into the ether. Be a decent person. <laughs> and that's all I got. Yeah, that is fair. Now, you had words about... I have, like, I have a little, little miniature rant before we get started. Absolutely. So, uh, for those that don't know... I'm a big Dragon's Dogma fan. Mm. I love that game so much. Uh, definitely one of my favorite games of the last generation. You can still find it literally everywhere. Everywhere you go, it's there, and it's always on sale. It's a great game if you haven't played it. It's a terrible game, but it's a great game. I know that this is very similar to my uh, Conan Exiles pitch, which is like, don't play it. <laughs> we should definitely play it. Uh, Dragon's Dogma is a game that is uh, better than the sum of its parts. So, fundamentally, the story is very cliche and bland and graphically. It's sort of like, eh, it's mediocre. There's not a lot of, like, diversity of character models or, or and, like, not a lot of monster types and all of that kind of stuff. Doesn't matter. Game still feels real good to play. And I think it came out, oh, I want to say it came out in 2012. Uh, and I have been waiting ever since for a sequel. And there was a little, like, ooh, like, Capcom being like, oh, we had this little trailer for Deep Down. It's totally not Dragon's Dogma, though. Mm, it looks exactly the same, but it's not. Uh, that came out on E3 ages ago. Mm -hmm. And then nothing. And I'm like, okay, it's dead. It's fine. I get it. And then the anime was announced. And originally I was like, okay, that's not the news exactly that I wanted, but... Mm -hmm. May, I mean, clearly you're it. still thinking about it. You're still thinking yeah. about Dragon's Dogma. And so, like, maybe, okay, it's going on Netflix. And Netflix has done some pretty uh, decent anime recently. So, okay, tentatively, like, this could be the them testing the water to be like, you guys still interested in this as an IP? Like, yes, Capcom, I am. And then I watched the trailer, which came out, I think, early last week. And it rough. It, uh, rough. it real rough. It rough. The animation looks abysmal. Just, oh, it's just very bad. It looks yeah, very like bad. A, it's like a CGI kind oh. of 3D, but like also shying away from 3D a little bit and doesn't it's like, like the, to be called 3D in public. It's like the CG 2D animation, which when it's done well, can be done really well. Mm -hmm. Here it is not. So it is not. But then the all of the monsters, like the dragons and like griffins and whatnot that you see in the trailer are just, like, very rudimentary 3D. And it's like, oh, no. You're throwing some, like, PS2 graphic, like, dragons on top of... Oh, it's so bad. It looks so bad. And I'm so upset by how bad it looks. Because, like, you were... They'd be like, well, you know, we put this out here, but nobody's interested in it, so they must not be interested in Dragon's Dogma. It's like, no, you did it bad. You yeah. did bad. It looks I, bad. I'm into it, but you made it look weird. Oh, I was so there. I was so there. Why did you have to just ruin it with See, I'm not, bad? I'm not as big of a Dragon's Dogma person. I played the game. I got about halfway through, and I enjoyed what I played. But um, what struck me as strange was, like 
as the player, you don't get this, like, grandiose, like, the dragons took and or killed my wife story. You just get, like, here you are, the guy, go like, ahead. Your heart's stolen, so you get it yeah. back, I guess. Um, but here they gave, like, the main character a very, like, white male-specific role. It's rough. <laughs> And, and I, I understand why they did that. So for you, as the player, you were building your own story. But in order for you to care about this character in an anime, because it's not you, you have to give them a story. But you you didn't even try to give them... You just... All right, what is our canned, like... You know, my wife died. Uh, kind of story. Yeah. Like, uh, but the thing is, like I said, Dragon's Dogma story was not good. It wasn't a phenomenal example of storytelling. It is it is a very basic story. Right. But the gameplay itself, there is something about it. Like, I have said this in the past, Dragon's Dogma calls to me. Mm. This is a game that is always whispering in the back of my mind, being like, mm, you haven't played me in a while. Do you want to <laughs> tune a hey in Dragon's Dogma? And hey, I'm like, oh my doing? god, yeah. Is that No Man's Sky? Why don't you put that down and pick up me, Dragon's Dogma? And I have bought Dragon's Dogma like three <laughs> or four different times on different platforms, different... Fr- I, I've done the work. I own it everywhere. There's no chance that I can't play it any moment. But it is an investment. But it it calls. If I hear the music, it's like I feel it in my blood. This game is just one of those games. For whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I believe it. I believe it. It is definitely reminiscent, I think, of a similar gameplay to uh, your other favorite Conan Exile. So I can definitely is, see you. There is something similar about them, like where it's like everything about this is mediocre, and yet when it all comes <laughs> together, sure, mm, it's delicious. It hits the right spot. But uh, this anime does not. Not, not hitting it. I, I get it. I get it. And the listener gets it, too. They are not yelling, no, how dare you, this is going to be a great anime. Nobody can look they at this are... and be like, yeah, no. Like, you have to watch it. I, I demand that you watch it. <laughs> I don't care if you just put it on the background and never actually look at it, because it looks real fucking bad. But please, send Capcom a signal that this is a desirable IP, despite the butchery of it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes. Tell Here. Capcom we want our dogma, dogma TV. It's dogma. It is the dogma. It's fine. The dogma. Uh, I, there's <laughs> also an MMO out there, but like I've not. Is there? Yeah, there is. Right. I feel like it, yes, there is. Um, it's, it must not be good. <laughs> it's n- not in the U.S. At least the last oh. time I attempted to play it, I had to make a Japanese account on my PS4, like. Follow a guide to be like, click this, then this, then this, then this, and then to get all the way through it to actually like make the thing. But of course, it's all in Japanese, but I do not speak at all. So I'm like, mm. I got mm. into the game, and I'm like, well, here I am, boys. Yeah. Now what? Now and then never went back. Yeah. So like, I can't fair. navigate the menus. There's not even like icons. It's all text. Uh, like, oh, nope. Uh, none of that for me. <sighs> well, here's hoping that maybe you're wrong and. That it just looks bad, but is good. Um, but who's going to watch it? Uh, <laughs> Dragon's Dogma stands, except for you. Uh. My, minus one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Dragon's Dogma stands minus one. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a quick, quick break. And uh, we're going to get back to the show right after the quick break. That's how that works. Ah. Aren't you glad I know podcasting? Um, I sure am. All right. We'll see you after the break. <laughs> Hello, I'm Anthony. And I'm Dr. Issues. And we're hosts of Capes on the Couch, the podcast where comics get counseling. Superheroes don't always get to go home happy. That's where we come in. We offer psychiatric and mental health analysis of comic book characters. So check us out at capesonthecouch.live and across all social media platforms at Capes on the Couch. Hi, Weekly Cooldown listeners. My name is Stellar, spelled S-T-L-L-R, and I am a speedrun and variety streamer. A lot of the games that I like to speedrun are 2D and 3D platformers, especially Sonic Adventure 2 and other assorted Sonic games. As for the casual side of things, I didn't really grow up with Zelda, so lately I've been going through all the 3D Zelda games to try and get my head around them. My chat's pretty mature and my stream's pretty relaxed, so if you're looking for something to have on in the background and check in on every once in a while, I am perfect for that. Also, if you're a lurker that gets really nervous about getting called out or spotlighted, don't worry, we don't do any of that here. I don't even have follow notifications. But yeah, thanks for giving me a moment of your time. Again, my name is Stellar, and you can find me on twitch.tv slash stllr. You wake up startled in the middle of the night, convinced that there's something out there in the darkness. Your brain tells you that there's nothing to be afraid of. Unfortunately, your brain is dead wrong. If you love the mix of horror, mystery, and comedy in shows like Buffy, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, or Supernatural, you'll feel right at home on The Crit Show, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast where the players, playing as themselves, are tasked with being the last line of defense from the forces of evil that go bump in the night. You can find The Crit Show at thecritshowpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the show. So, we're going to get into the news now. We've got three stories, um, each uh, slightly different from the last, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, and we're going to start with the aforementioned No Man's Sky. Which so, I feel like is a perfect thing to come, like, to, to begin with. Yeah, it feels, it, it's it's nice, it's kind of homey, and it's, it's a fun topic, I think. Um, so the developer of No Man's Sky, Hello Games, reports that a portion of their team is working on a, quote, huge, ambitious new project. That is a red flag for me. <laughs> just, <laughs> just to begin with, like, oh, you have not learned anything. Hello Games is made up of 26 people now, which apparently 23 are split between working on updates for No, uh, no Man's Sky and a new project, which studio founder Sean Murray again calls a huge ambitious game like No Man's Sky, although he has made it quite clear that it is not a sequel. Um, we don't know anything about the game as of yet, but Murray did want to share that it is, it is in very early development. Um, so what, what's this uh, What's this about <laughs> red flags? What are you saying? You think that they would learn to maybe not go the route of hugely ambitious. At least don't say it out loud. <laughs> don't you let say, people know. We're working on something new. Like that's not a sequel. I'd be like, neat. Okay, you've learned from your mistakes in the past, and you're not going to oversell the thing that you're making. At no, 
immediately just like hugely ambitious. Oh my god, it's so ambitious, guys. You're gonna be, it's ridiculous. And it's like, oh cool. So you're gonna like it's gonna take you several years to release it and then several more years to make it actually be the game that you promised it was going to be. It is... I think the red flag for me was knowing that they are a small 26-person operation. There's three people working on um, a new Hello Games short called The The Last Campfire. Um, So, you know, three people working on a tiny game. That's okay. I can see that happening. But then you have these 23 other people, which means about 12 and a half of them, or no, (laughs) less, 11 and a half of them, are uh maybe 11 and a half are working on no man's sky still and then the other 11 and a half are working on this other game or is it less are there like six people working on the big game and like i can't do math but the other (laughs) portion uh you know working on no man's sky like it seems pretty iffy to like tell us first of all exact numbers and secondly to tell us that it's huge (laughs) and ambitious but also how many people made no man's sky that is a great question because i don't i really don't know so i don't know how to gauge is 26 people at that studio a lot i I have no idea i think hello games is would be considered small um i think they're fairly uh tiny operation uh as a as a whole in the in the industry um so according to the internet uh much of the uh for much of their development the team was just six people expanded to 15 by the time that it shipped okay so that does feel in line with these numbers and the way that you're splitting them off so okay 11 and a half 11 and a half so like fine but you have oversold a game before maybe maybe not do this and you know talked about that of that you had the opportunity to say this isn't what we're doing yeah it's actually like this so (laughs) okay i'm i'm optimistic and i always i'm hoping it is a uh we learned from our past mistakes, but I can confidently say that this is a hugely ambitious game. Right. And I want to put that out there. I'm optimistic that it's been one of those games that they've been kind of like like tinkering with for a couple of years now. Maybe since the the uh, shipping of No Man's Sky. Um, they just like, okay, let's start on a new one right away. Um, and they're only now starting to get into the real crux of the development. And... Uh, you know the building of it uh, and maybe we'll see it in like two years not instead of one um hopefully they're not rushing um hopefully I'm there's no crunch time year kind of scenario yeah even even three would make me feel way better um yeah. and, and the fact that they're teasing it now makes me think that it'll be maybe a couple years out three Absolutely. or four yeah um, it's it is a ways off i'm always scared that especially with indie or small <laughs> developers that they are doing this kind of crunch time thing. Cause we, we've decided we don't like that. Yeah, no, <laughs> We've don't, decided uh, that we that. are humans and we are workers and we don't like being rushed. We like to perfect our, our craft and put something amazing out. And so I'm hoping that this is what that is. <laughs> Do you have any kind of guess what it would be? Not I even don't. a guess, a speculation. If what do you any, hope it was? I, that see, that's what I was going to ask you. 
um, because... Ha! I beat you to it! Yeah, you did. Damn it. Um, No Man's Sky is... In and of itself, I mean, it's not necessarily a new idea, um, but it is, for what it's worth, pretty ambitious to build this kind of procedurally generated space adventure uh, sandbox game. Mm. So, I mean, another game like that? Or is it ambitious in that it's still kind of sandboxy? Or is it ambitious in that there's a giant world you can explore like what am i what am i expecting with your next game (laughs) because it says it's a huge ambitious game like no man's sky but it's not a sequel so it's not going to be no man's sky maybe it's like a mad max type thing like like it's all like deserted but you have to bring civilization back and like help i was was kind of thinking like maybe something in in the level like spore Um, yeah Oh, that would be cool. I could be, I could be into something that was spore like that was, you know, not spore. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we all made our like dong monsters and spore, and then we're like, cool, I'm done. <laughs> so, you know, something with a little bit more play like that. I would mm-hmm. love to be surprised. I would love to be completely like knocked on my ass, like, wow, I was not expecting that one way or another. Just absolutely, I would not have thought of that. That is what I am hoping for. Is yeah, to surprise me. Yeah, likewise. Um, I, I, I am hoping that it is ambitious and that it is big like No Man's Sky rather than it being like similar gameplay to mm-hmm. No Man's Sky. And uh, that is, uh, that's kind of what I hope for with a lot of developers and publishers. Um, if they tease me a new game, I don't want it to be like, uh, for the most part anyway. Unless it's like a really good IP, I don't really care much for sequels. I just kind of want to see what else so you, you can do. Like, so wow you answering your own uh, like question of the week, essentially. Well, I'm I'm putting it out there. I I uh, put out the question of the week. Your favorite studio and or publisher is teasing a new game. Do you want it to be a new IP or a sequel to something they've already done? Go into as much detail as you like. Um, let's see, Brett. Uh, my friend Brett, or as he is on uh, uh, on Twitter, his name is Beat, um, at Astute Penguin. Um, he says, if it's not a sequel to Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, I don't <laughs> want it. And that's a... I honestly can feel that. Um, and it's supposed to be every game that comes out is just a little bit of disappointment. <laughs> like just, yeah, right? Like, mm, not, Chrono, not a Chrono franchise? Mm, every not time interested. This- Every time Square Enix is like, hey, we've got a new game. Oh, I bet it's going to be Chrono Trigger 2. And then it isn't. It's definitely not. Sadness. Sadness. Uh, Let's see here. At Miss Mathalos um, on Twitter, also known as, (laughs) at least right now, Retro Console Viera. I love that. Um, I've always been hankering for a modern remake and global re-release of Square's originally Japanese-only uh, SNES game, Live Alive. Um, I've seen the anime for that, I think. I nope, no, I haven't. That, Never that mind. Gaggle. I'm thinking of something else. Um, I'm actually not familiar with this Mm-mm, game. Not even a little bit. But it looks pretty interesting just based off the characters. Um, and I mean, if they were to release it in, in uh, the US, I'd probably play it. It's like a, it looks kind of like a, you know, like a standard RPG, but the characters are super varied. Like there's one with like a 
top hat and a a cigarette and i don't know they just look cool i like i like the design of it i'd play the hell out of this yeah i agree release this game you dingles square (laughs) um corgian doghouse corgian uh, creator of, of, of uh, our logo <laughs> says I used to say I really want Dark Cloud 3 but with how many decade later new additions to series have been, ended up being mediocre shells of what their series used to be I can't really say to myself that is something I'd truly ever want I think a new IP would be better and I most certainly agree there um, I actually no? don't know if I do Um, so first off level 5 much love uh, I was a big fan of Dark Cloud and Dark Cloud 2. Mm-hmm. They were d- dramatically different between the two of them in terms of like art style and the, the level of finish and polish. Honestly, when you compare them, one really seems like a like an alpha concept. Sure. Uh, but I still loved it. I still played the hell out of it. Yeah. And same for Dark Cloud 2. I think, because Level 5, they've been doing uh, the Nino Kuni stuff lately, which feels... That's true. Yes. I can see the relationship between the between those IPs. The, the art style and the feel of it. No, I think Dark Cloud 3 is absolutely a viable game that Level 5 hmm. could do and do a good job of. And they do and they want to. Like, they absolutely have said, yeah, we do want to make this game too. They have been saying so for years. Whether they ever actually will, I have no idea. But I think, I think there's still room for that game hmm. to be done and done in a modern way. And because I already... Cause, I mean, uh, a lot of Nino Kuni like kind of reflects that a little bit in um and honestly if you just want another like plain Nino Kuni, but uh there's enough being done in that series that makes me think they still they still know how to play in Dark Cloud's world. Sure. And I think they could actually execute that. Maybe with like a the maybe it's I mean for what it's worth, I I always love the Dark Cloud gameplay and the the kind of like world building RPG city building essentially. Yeah, it I'm, feel, I'm it felt really good. Yeah. Um, but maybe they could leave everything as is and just up the visuals a little bit. Maybe uh, a slightly different story if they're uh, if they even need to do that. I think um, the um the combat system definitely needs some adjustment, and it, it did give a big grindy. Um, sure. It, it needs a it needs an overhaul, but it is an overhaul absolutely within Level Five's wheelhouse to do. And I myself would have answered this question. I prefer a new IP more or less. There are some exceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, because Dragon's Dogma is one of them. Sure. Um, Horizon, I, I think. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on your side on this actually <laughs> now. Uh, for Horizon Zero Dawn, knowing that they're making a sequel is very exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Horizon was my absolute favorite game of the current like generation by far i absolutely mm-hmm. loved it because it was brand new just i had nothing i had i had tasted tasted like this game when i saw like the trailers for it originally i was like i'm not gonna learn anything else about the- i'm gonna lock myself in the dark about this game until it releases i don't want to set myself up for expectations that aren't met i just who this looks amazing i don't want to hear about it until it's in my hand and then once I played it, it exceeded all possible expectations that I could have. It was a very well done story, very rich world building. I whew, loved that shit. Definitely want more of it, for sure. I, I feel it. I feel um, it. 
by and large, I like new IPs because Horizon was a new IP. And it was so different, so dramatically different from the uh, Killzone, I think is what uh, Gorilla was making before that. Just, this is not what I was expecting you to ever make as a company. Mm. And that I love that feeling. And especially the story that surrounded it, of them sitting down and being like, we want to do something completely different. Throw me your ideas. Get every idea that you have, throw it at me. We're, gonna, we're just going to brainstorm some new things. Doesn't matter how ridiculous it is. Just say it and go. And that's how Horizon was born. And so I love that dynamic. And I would love to see more companies do that to take more chances. Mm-hmm. But also, when you make something really tasty, I want more of that taste. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think you'll get that with, um, I think it's called the Frozen Wilds for Horizon Zero Dawn. Yep, that is the expansion uh, at current, yeah. Well, uh, oh. Oh, no, I think that, no, you might be right. What well, was the expansion called? No, actually, the, the Horizon Zero Dawn sequel is Horizon West something. Forbidden West. Thank okay, you, yeah, the, uh, the Frozen Wilds is the expansion. Yes, you are correct about that. I uh, I am not yet a Horizon Zero Dawn stan, but we will oh, get there in due time. You should absolutely. Please <laughs> do. Please. Um, thank you for answering the question of the week. Again, check back on uh, at WK Cooldown on Twitter for the question of the week, and we will we'll hash it out with you. We'll talk about it, and we'll engage with you. Uh, I felt like no. those are some good responses. Absolutely. And now yes. for like... A complete bummer. Yes, we have to move on to our uh, sadder stories now. Um, starting, and just to kind of get it out of the way, with a recent Twitch ban. So, Twitch has banned the director of partnerships, Hassan Bokhari, after more than 130 people accused him of sexual misconduct. The allegations were first made public in June um, on Twitter. A spokesperson for Twitch said that they take the allegations seriously and went through third-party investigations and decided to take actions based on the findings. Just a few months ago, we saw Twitch take actions against multiple other streamers and Twitch partners, but, and I could be mistaken on this, this is the first time a Twitch employee has been taken down and fired as well for sexual misconduct allegations. It's the first that I recall at any rate. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I mean, it's, it's a, it's a big one because again, not only is it, um, you know, a Twitch streamer, but it is a Twitch partner, um, or rather a Twitch employee. Yeah, Yeah. Like, and as dumb as it is. And so we have certainly talked in the past about, uh, the Twitch partner is basically garbage and you like, it is a false carrot that they dangle in front of you to convince you to burn out making content for them and the rewards quote unquote for a partner are not actually really particularly good especially if you are utterly mid-level if you are a uh, like a superstar different thing but that's probably not going to be you Mm. but partner is such a thing that they they dangle as a thing that you want you Mm -hmm. want this carrot i promise you you don't but to then have that carrot in control of a person who was abusing that power oof yeah. Just, you know, a heckin' oof. Because it is a thing that, that if you're serious about streaming, like, it is a goal. It is a goal that you have. Mm-hmm. And the idea that a scumbag is standing between you and this thing that you think you really want, that's rough. Then follow right. that with, like, it's not even worth it. And you're... It's definitely... I, I've... I've seen a lot of people get very excited about becoming a Twitch partner. No, yeah, that was um, me a year and ago. Then, and right, and then kind of 
never really see them go further than that. Because there is I, no further, really. I definitely appreciate the uh, time and effort it takes to be a Twitch partner. In fact, that is kind of why I uh, wish to promote more streams on the show. Um, because I, I desperately want people to succeed in whatever it is they want to succeed in, and it I'd is, like to help with that. It is bittersweet, because, like, whenever friends that I have that are streaming, then they hit partner, and you're so excited for them, but you're also like, ooh, this is hard, though. Mm-hmm. Because, like, statistically, you lose a chunk of, of your viewership after you get partner after several months. Uh, that was, mm-hmm. like, one of the first things that people said to me. Like, I went to, like, a, a meetup here in, in Seattle about that last year. Or, like, that was, yeah, like, a Twitch-based thing mm-hmm. uh, here in Seattle. And I went. And it was right after I got in partner. And the other partners I talked to were so jaded. And it's like, oh, that's really disappointing. Like, oh. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I de- ooh, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Like, oh, I mean, you're going to lose a whole bunch of your viewership after they get over the partner hype. Like, all, of these, like, all of that. And I'm like, damn, this is rough to hear when you, like, first get partner because it's a thing that you right. really worked for. And then, like, a year later, I'm like, oh, don't put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, I have become them. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, so that's, it makes it this very hollow thing to want, mm-hmm. but then to put it in the hands of a person who has a, the opportunity to abuse it, that sucks. Right. Also, I didn't realize it was 130 people. That is a lot yeah. of people. That's according that's not, to yeah, like, some reports here and there. That is just, that's not a couple people. There's no. a, I always try to, to hold judgment Look at all the facts. Look at what is being said. The kinds of allegations. The the kind of history. And to to really get, try to get a good picture of the situation. Actually, I should redact that as a journalist. I read something wrong. What, oh, okay. <laughs> it was not 130 30 people who accused him of sexual misconduct. It is a and this is just as surprising. It is a hundred and thirty people who have been accused of. Uh, sexual misconduct just in one week in June. Um, so 130 people like it's 130 Twitch streamers, gamers. Oh, okay. So, so people so within forth. the like gaming industry. Yes. Oh, yes. Been, the <laughs> okay. finger has been pointed, and I mean, if you if you kind of take the idea that um, uh, more than one person has accused this one person of sexual allegations yeah. and it's like 260 people have said that you did something bad and that's a lot that that's i mean lot. that's a that's a lot of accusations so it's still pretty big in my in my opinion um i apologize for getting that wrong <laughs> that is my fault i read i read it wrong um but yes um 130 people in the streaming gaming industries which kind of tracks with uh something i wanted to add after this one too so yeah no that kind of it has been it is not surprising yes i think anytime that you combine those sort of like opportunistic individuals who will use their power in that way but you also combine it with such a online presence forward-facing industry it's all going to come out because a lot of a lot of those interactions, it's so easy to to make them public because they always kind of are. 
they're always under the surface, um, particularly when a lot of stuff comes out on Twitter, because like Twitter is such a, it is like the platform for like that surface level networking. Mm-hmm. So it's also, if you say something, if you're like, hey, I can't be silent anymore. Here's my story. Everyone sees that. It is not handled internally because everything is kind of externally. Like external, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Whereas like when it happens in like a, a say like brick and mortar Office company, right. it tends to be happen- like handled internally unless it is not handled at all. And then it comes out. Correct. But a lot of times when you see it in the gaming industry stuff, and maybe it is because like they try to go through those channels and it doesn't work out. But it's a lot of these companies and people, they overlap even when they aren't necessarily working side by side in a company, like in a corporate right. environment. And I think that's why we've seen such a reckoning is because, like you said, if it doesn't come out in the office, um, you know, it comes out eventually. And yeah. I think most people are like, no, 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 we don't want to do that anymore. We're just going to go straight for the jugular. We're going to just, you know, I mean, that kick is them right, the... kick them right in the nuts and that's it. Which it's, is it's... which is rough because I, that also be... gives you the opportunity to completely dismantle something over false allegations right so like ideally internally handling things is it would be great if they were being handled that way but clearly they're not because Mm of all of these just coming out in the last week alone (sighs) it's heavy and i know that Mm -hmm. we have talked about um wanting to do just an entire episode that tackles just that subject alone but it's so deep and so nuanced and so tangled it would really take me reaching out to tons of people to like not only talk but like truly get a like a a full deep dive investigation of my own it would have to be that level i don't think that you could do that topic justice without putting that level and more of work into it right to make sure that you're covering it so thoroughly Mm mm-hmm but it is something that, that needs to be addressed because like, oh, we see a lot of this. And especially, it is ramping up. Because people are getting more comfortable coming forward. Yeah, Ugh. we have a lot of support in the community, thankfully, um, of people, uh, you know, who come forward being, you know, uh, uh, give it, given expressions of acceptance and uh, worry and, and just love honestly is i guess what they need um and to be told that we we thank you for sharing and we're sorry it happened to you um and just we hope something good happens from sharing uh because you know bravery should be rewarded (laughs) (laughs) but it's also it's still very hard and I think the public aspect also makes it hard because you will always get the backlash of people being like, nah, that didn't happen. You're a liar and a prostitute or whatever the things are that like people say. It rough. And so in in the veins of this story, uh, there's been a lot over the last couple months about um, Mike Z. I cannot Mm -hmm. pronounce pronounce his last name. And so I'm not going to. Zymont. Oh, it's a lot of like. Could be wrong. <laughs> it's a lot. Zymonthus? Mike okay, Z. Well, um, who is the lead gameplay designer for Skullgirls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot. I'm trying to like dig through what I'm looking for. 
Um, so I had, I had seen stuff be teased out about this guy um, over the last several months. So just like, mm, he like a baddie though. And mm-hmm. other people who, who even that I follow on Twitter just being like, nah, you don't know the whole story. It's not like that. It's whatever. But at this point, everything has broken down. Um, so it's Lab Zero Games. They've been removed from from handling Skullgirls because they don't own Skullgirls. It's like uh, fuck, auto games maybe or something. I'm just, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah um, it's just pulling, pulling stuff out of them behind on uh, <laughs> names and whatnot. Um, the designer is Mike Z. At this point, though... The... He, like uh, for for Lab Zero Games, he is now the sole owner of it. Correct. So a lot of those accusations came out. He was gonna like step down. People were like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna work here anymore unless you leave." And originally, it was like, "Oh, I'm gonna leave." And then he like doubled down, and he's like, "No, in fact, everything is mine. You get out." Mm-hmm. Um, so a whole bunch of people quit because they're like, "I'm not not doing it anymore." He's super toxic. He's super inappropriate. He makes everyone uncomfortable. It just basically everyone who worked there had a story of him being just gross and bad. Um, the most recent thing that I think was tweeted earlier today, I feel like um, he has now laid off everyone else who hadn't quit. Yes. Correct. With absolutely no provisions made for severance packages or anything else. It's literally, mm-hmm. bye, you don't have a job anymore, bye. So. <sighs> yeah. Um, I've been kind of tiptoeing around reporting or talking about this one. Um, simply because uh, I do know someone who has been on this show who came and spoke to me about her experience with uh, Skull Skullgirls and how happy that game would make her, how much and I, she loved I typing it up. Know the person you're talking about because I also yes. like follow them, and, so, and yes. so that is also how this ended up in my feed, really. Right. Um. And I truly I like I respect and love that woman so much, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I I didn't want to like uh, bum rush the story without properly. Um, you know, learning all the facts and the the uh, the, the Mike's the allegations have been ongoing for quite some time. Yeah. Um, he got kind of put in the spotlight for saying some uh, rather uh, uh, insensitive and yeah, supposedly poorly, lighthearted things. Yeah, about poorly George timed. Floyd. Yeah, uh, joke made. Interesting. Who? Yeah. Did not read the room. Kind of and like making a very inappropriate joke. And it's not like I can I can chalk that up to just you had a bad moment. Yeah, that was a that was not a good one. That was just you. that was rough. But that is not enough to me to be like tear him down, ruin everything, cancel forever, whatever. People do say some some dumb things sometimes, mm-hmm. and if they have an entire track record that says like generally they're pretty solid, and just this was a lapse in judgment. Cool. Okay, I can see that in your like history of who you are. Right. But that just feels like it's just one thing in a pile of things for this person and to have people coming out again and again about how just awful they are. And I'm not going to go into like super heckin big details here. The information is out there and by all means, go read your receipts, draw your own conclusion. But it just comes back to this idea of, of being a person in power and especially within like the gaming community and the way that you leverage that there are no checks and balances for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
And so you will continue to see these stories. And I know it sucks. And I, and I know that there's this trigger response of just like, ah, oh, women ruin everything. And it's like, no, these people are just, pardon my language, shit fucks. Yeah. And they deserve to be called out on their bad behavior. Because just because it's not happening to you personally doesn't mean that it's not happening as a thing. And you mm -hmm. kind of have to care about how the people who make content you enjoy treat others or how they are treated. You have Absolutely. to care about that. Yeah. Um, just like we don't particularly like when uh, our game developers are overworked. Yeah, we also exactly. do not like when our content creators, our streamers, our podcasters, etc., are harassed yeah. like at all. So if you care about the show or you care about the stream, you have to care about the streamer. Yep. Actual facts. And, that and is also how it is. You have to be willing to be critical when a person that you like does something bad. You have to actually listen when people are like, hey, this person did something bad. And it's okay if you go through all of the evidence and you're like, I don't necessarily agree. But you have to, don't do that like gut reaction of, no, that could never be the case. How mm -hmm. dare you? Mm -hmm. Don't. Because people are human and absolutely prone to stupidity. It can happen. Be critical of that and be willing to be like, hey, I can't support you after doing these things. Absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> so that was a heavy one, huh? <laughs> it is. And it's it is a topic that you could dig and dig and dig and never hit bottom on. Yep, it'll likely come up on this show over and over. And it's a sad fact that that's or you know sad maybe fact i guess that that is uh the fact that it's happening gonna happen. yeah or like and is like a problematic part of this industry that is undeniable mm -hmm. we are here mm -hmm. there it is you were seeing the evidence of it the real question is just how do you go about changing that and that is a topic in and of itself mm -hmm. that could be a deep dive and someday it will not today no for now we have to move on to our final topic of the episode and that is having to do with cheaters in your esports oh no and so i don't know anything about this at we'll, all so lay it we'll on keep me. it we'll keep it quick um so according to esl the major esports professional league for csgo especially the coaches on csgo teams hard legion Heroic, I wrote something wrong, Heroic <laughs> and M-I-R-B or MIRB have been exploiting a bug in the game for their own use in professional matches. ESL did not explain how the bug worked, but from what we understand, it allowed players to use the spectator mode to their advantage. Further, according to ESL coaches, uh, excuse me, according to ESL, coaches were using the exploit for as much as 10 rounds in the case of Team Heroic. Um, M-I-B-R or R-B uh, was allegedly only using it for one round, but the restrictions uh, and the rules are tight and unforgiving. The bans could last for up to six months and uh, even further to two years. So this is the price of being a quote-unquote professional and not living up to that name. Mm -hmm. You can be banned from <laughs> your only moneymaker for two years. Which is a lot. Yes. Um, um, now, 
quite frankly, I don't know much about CSGO. Um, but the reason I wanted to kind of bring this up is because of the nature of the ban. I mean, your coach, no less, decides. It, it's, it, it really puts into to perspective how much esports takes itself seriously and how much we take it seriously that so-called professionals don't cheat. Absolutely. Um, uh, so, I mean, uh, uh, to have a six-month to two-year ban because you even one time decided to use this one bug, that's a pretty big deal. And um, the fact that they're not letting these people get away with it makes... I mean, you can't get away with it in any sport. You shouldn't get away with it in any sport. <laughs> um, but I appreciate but the, it being treated that seriously. If you're going right. to market it and attempt to make it... I don't know if it's ever going to be as big as, like real sports but it's still a thing and people mm-hmm. are spending a lot of money to put them on they're spending a lot of money to either attend or to like to watch or to invest in these things happening then you have to be all above board absolutely it's interesting because this reminded me that there was an there was a twitch streamer who got uh caught out cheating this that past right. week like yes. literally um it was like a call of duty warzone player who was, like, bragging about how good he was, how, like, good of a player he is, while he had, like, accidentally his cheat thing on screen so people could see right. it. So that is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not the not the smartest, uh, no. uh, or, the, or the sharpest blade in the, <laughs> in, the, in the drawer, as they say. Um, yeah, I mean, look, plenty of people do it, okay? Plenty of people cheat in their video games there's a reason that like there's tons of stories that we see of people cheating in a video game and getting banned for it at like a non-professional level Mm -hmm. um we don't like it (laughs) nobody likes it okay we're all just trying to have a good time there's like fall guys cheaters now i saw i saw that too while i was looking at the the warzone thing just that's insane uh, it's like that is the most like (laughs) wholesome sweet like go have a good time game and then there's people who are like no i'm gonna zoom past everyone and win all the time well why would you waste your time and your money (laughs) assuming you bought it doing that it is that in of itself is a deep dive of the psychology Mm -hmm. behind that of cheating especially in fall guys (laughs) i mean fall guys especially just i mean it's because like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why that feels like a necessary thing to do, but. (sighs) The idea of, like, wanting to be good at something, I get, but. It is ultimate, particularly if it's not on a professional level, like, it is essentially harmless, but it's not. Because you're undermining the spirit of the game and the fun that everyone is having and the whole point of games is to people to have fun and enjoy themselves. But if it's not like a single player shit, to your heart's content. God mode mm-hmm. into oblivion. I don't care how you play your games. Live your life, but don't don't compromise the game just to feel good. Because what good do you actually feel? Like you mm-hmm. got one over on people? Yeah. Congrats, I guess. Con- what a hollow victory that is! Fall guys, right? Just 
And, like, I understand, I understand more if there's money on the line of why you do it. Because there is a benefit, a clear-cut benefit for you to do so. You're still mm-hmm. going to get caught. Everything is going to be taken away from you. And you'll never be able to do it again. So, like, fine. But I get it, at least fundamentally. Mm-hmm. But cheating at, like, Fall Guys, come on. It's Who so you? weird. It's super weird. It's, it's very weird. Mm. Well... I love that esports are becoming a thing, and I love that mm-hmm. these kind of situations come up. Um, I know very little about it, but I know that Capcom has started banning people from their tournaments based on their social media behavior. And I found like that really interesting, because there is this... I don't want to say it's a movement within the fighting community towards, like, hey, maybe we're not uh, complete assholes. Right. And seeing Capcom actually enforce that to some degree is really interesting. So I think, and especially now when physical tournaments aren't obviously a thing uh, in this, the decade of our pandemic, (laughs) but you're going to see a rise in like the, the online versions of, but that also leaves a lot more room for people to cheat because you are not physically controlling every aspect like, in a venue. So you can't actually be sure that people aren't running other programs to help them and so on and so forth. But eventually you will find out. And so seeing that entire landscape evolve is really fascinating to me. And I look forward to more of that. Even though, like, it, competitive gaming is not my thing, nor has it ever been. Um, it's still just... As a person who exists within the gaming world just Mm -hmm. fascinating to me anything gaming related that is like a a new way of experience just it's neat yeah and it's like yeah show me show me all the good things show me how it's completely broken Mm -hmm. (laughs) i want to see it definitely all righty well we did it we got through all the stories can you believe it Amazing. I can't, as a matter of fact. We did it, though. We did it. And you know what that means? It also means we it's time to close up the show. Uh, and so to do that, uh, we ask that you give our listeners a recommendation. Which game should they be playing or should they be on the lookout for? So clearly, Dragon's Dogma, if you haven't played it. Uh, also, Horizon, if you haven't played it. Uh, that's basically, that is everything of where I'm at right now, except for the <laughs> fact that Untitled Goose Game is getting multiplayer within the next, like, week or two, and I haven't played it yet, mm-hmm. but multiplayer is going to be the thing. Like, yes, I do want to be, like, a mean goose, like, a, an agent of chaos with someone else. <laughs> that feels very compelling to me. Yes. Definitely. Uh but that's, that's it. I... You tell me, what should I be playing? Oh, well, I'm going to go ahead. I think I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. I'm going to go ahead and say Quantum Break and or Control. Um, Remedy games are amazing, and that's truly all I have to say about that. Um, They have an amazing story. The gameplay is wonderful. They do live action-y type things that make you kind of feel like, why is this in this game? But it feels so good (laughs) at the same time. Um, they're just wonderful game making people who should hire me. I'm a writer. I write. <laughs> I would love to write for one of your games. Okay, thanks. So Control, I when it first was like announced and first released, I'm like, okay, it's not for me. 
but I just keep hearing mm. continuously really great things. And I'm like, okay, maybe I it is time. As soon as it goes on sale. That it was on sale recently. I know it was, and I didn't. But then I kept hearing really great things after it was on sale. But like, next time it is w- on sale again. I would say, I would say definitely. Um, if it's if you don't want to do the whole sixty, and maybe it drops down to another sale price of twenty nine dollars or something, I would say it's worth thirty dollars. Okay. Um, Have, honestly, for- having that benchmark of like, this is how many dollars it's worth spending. That feels good I, to me. I bought it full price because I was like, I'm so into this. I love um, supernatural things. I like horror Absolutely. things. And, and, and same. Psychic um, power type shit. And this, I think this hit all the right buttons. I know it's, it's based on... Oh, Jesus. I don't know what it's called. SCP. Thank you. I was like, CSP? I was like, no, that's not. <laughs> yeah, SCP. I know I know that's what it's based on. And for some reason, when I heard that that's what it was based on, I was like, oh, it's going to be some like hokey fan-made janky thing. I don't care about this. It's it's pretty well-researched SCP stuff. <laughs> like, for what it's worth, I think the people at Remedy really like that kind of stuff, too. So they don't go in halfway. They And the other thing is they kind of make it their own. Um, so it's not like, you know, SCP-999. They have actually created from the SCP stuff their own kind of ideas about what these objects are, what the explanations are behind some of the phenomenon that we know as SCPs. Um, and they, they really take it to like the nth degree and they do they do a wonderful thing with their character uh jesse faden um it's a very well put together story um and it kind of intertwines their other ips like alan wake and quantum break which again is a rhyme um <laughs> and it it just feels real good it it all feels good it all feels nicely connected um, there's an Alan Wake DLC that actually came out for it recently I, where you get to explore that side of the story. I bought Alan Wake for the 360 back when it came out, and then a friend of mine it's borrowed cool. it, and he never gave it back. Oh. And, like, he's in Texas. I think the game is in, like, New York. Like, oh, I'm never going to see it again. Also, I wouldn't have anything to play it on at this point. But it's I feel like game. I really... I really need to play it, I think. It wasn't their best try. um, Oh, okay. Admittedly. But if you have, like, if your PC can run uh, certain, like, you know, fairly decent games for right now, I would recommend getting the Xbox Games Pass and giving it a try. I think I actually have that. I think I've had that for, like, a year. And download Owl Lake and give it a go. It's, It's, I mean, it's, again... The the gameplay is really not super polished, um, but the story and the kind of like uh, uh, twisty like M Night Shyamalan type things that's got going on are actually pretty cool. And I am so a fan I, of that that kind of vibe. So. Yes, I would recommend it if only just for that. Um, so yeah, check those games out. I talked a lot about a recommendation. So let's get to the final part <laughs> to finish off this episode. Please let us know where we can find you on the internet and if you have anything else to plug. So basically, you can find me at anywhere. 
that Wanderpuss is sold, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. At Wanderpuss, W-A-N-D-E-R-P-U-S, everywhere. Go throw that in Google like it's me. How you found me. So if Instagram for our things, Twitter for nonsense, basically Twitch if you want some free art of character, that is the world that I'm that I'm in right now. Uh, working on website launch. So that'll obviously be wanderfest.com once it's alive. But mm-hmm. that is that is my focus at the moment. I would say. Per- perfecto. All right. Well, as always, you can find me at Jace Gaming on Twitter, and you can find the Weekly Cooldown as well at WK Cooldown. Be sure to visit the Weekly Cooldown Facebook page. Visit WKCooldown.com for more news and other episodes. Be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, please, or Podchaser. If you don't like Apple, fine. I get it. They have tons of money. They don't need more. But you know what <laughs> I need is a review. Um, so please leave one on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, whatever you've got. It really, really does help the show. really does help us get noticed. And it helps. Uh, it just helps me feel good to know that you're out there and listening to me. So thank you for your reviews. And uh, yeah, please leave one. Uh, be sure to check out the links in the description, including, of course, our humble bundle for this week. You can support your favorite charities and, of course, support the show. Our logo and art is by... Corgian of Doghouse Esports. Follow him at Doghouse Corgian on Twitter. That's D O G H O U S E C O R G I A N. It's long, I know, but give him a try. It's awesome. Um, our intro music is done by Zach Brider of Captive Portal. That's all for the weekly cooldown. I'm Kami Jace. And I'm Mika. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye.